What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. Dan Malin joined by Mike Alexander. Mike, how you doing? Uh, we're back again for a two-minute drill recapping week 13. Yes, sir. Uh, it was uh, another interesting week. You know, the, the big dogs didn't really eat at the running back positions, so that, that kind of trickled down. If you didn't pay up for them, you were doing all right. Yeah, it was a great week for Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery. Uh, I still have J.K. Dobbins to go tomorrow night. Um, but, you know, we're recording this during the second game of the Monday doubleheader. Surprisingly, in the first game, the Washington football team comes back from 14 points down. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. They are officially the team to break Pittsburgh's unbeaten streak. The Miami Dolphins can pour one out or, I guess, get a little drunk, those older guys. Um, the bad news is that it looks like the football team lost Antonio Gibson to a toe injury. Uh, no, obviously no word yet on, on the severity of this. Uh, but is this game just kind of a byproduct of the Steelers maybe being a little bit worn down or exhausted? You know, they were supposed to play on Thanksgiving. The game gets postponed three times. And so they really had a really short turnaround playing, you know, prepping for what was probably a week and a half for the Ravens. And then they have to come out on short notice and play the football team. Is, is this that is that just what we should expect? Like they, they've gotten a raw deal from the NFL in terms of scheduling. Definitely. And, you know. I was more worried about it against the Ravens than in this spot, but turns out it, it was a problem. Uh, and, you know, they they kind of gave up the lead there, and that's that's kind of also something you would expect from a team that is worn out, has been traveling, hasn't has had a lot of uncertainty. So, you know, uh, a lot of Steelers were very unhappy with the league. They, they lost their bye week because it got moved to the week that the other team was going to miss, I believe, Tennessee. He said, and then, you know, this whole thing and, you know, it's it's a lot of unfairness heading their way. Luckily, they've only got one loss, so they're they're pretty good if they can uh, right the ship. Uh, we saw some uh, normally pretty reliable quarterbacks struggle this weekend. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, even though he threw three touchdowns, it was a bad game from him. Uh, Justin Herbert got shut out by the Patriots. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I know you want to talk about him. Uh, he made the most of what he had at his disposal, um, but it was the first game this year. He didn't throw for a touchdown. He did run one in. Um, are any of these guys, are you concerned about any of them? I know Kyler, we were talking about, like he's he's obviously one player we should be concerned about. Are you concerned about Deshaun, given the weapons at his disposal? Yeah. Uh... We had some concern, but, you know, Brandon Cooks made that feel a little better. Um, you know, he, he got concussed. That's that's scary. You know, that that's, uh, I believe, his fifth in six years. And, um, you know, that's, I don't think he's going to be right back from that, especially with the current protocols. Uh, but then again, maybe his baseline is so deteriorated that he gets right back on the field uh, as far as concussion testing. But, yeah, um, you know, you, you, you got to figure – uh, it's, I don't know what to do with Kiki Cutie. I was, I was skeptical coming into it. He did get peppered with targets and, uh, you know, racked up yards, but we have to remember he tends to go nuts against the Colts. Uh, it's just one of those random things and has managed to, to translate into 2020, even though he seemed like he was left for dead. So, um, let's, I'd like to see one more week out of Kiki Cutie before I give him full confidence. Unfortunately, we're we're running out of weeks in the NFL season, so um, 
uh, you know, they didn't involve the tight ends. It, it was really just the, you know, like you said, the Deshaun Watson show um, and, and getting it done as, as a one-man wrecking crew. But, yeah, that probably continues, and they, they're maybe a little bit shy of winning games, which is probably a good thing for them at this point. Uh, are you more concerned than ever about Kyler Murray? I thought that with the desperate – I was buying into the narrative that, like, they're kind of clinging on to a playoff spot. Uh, they should be riding a five-game losing streak right now, and yet they still rem- like continue to be very conservative with him. He's not running. Uh, even when he's throwing the ball, he's not looking good. He had three touchdowns Sunday, but I- anyone watching that game, or if you were a Kyler Murray owner, you were clearly frustrated with the performance. But, I mean, at the same time, he's practicing in full. Like, that was his case last week. You know, he says he's perfectly healthy. But for whatever reason, they're not letting him run, and when he's throwing it, you know, he's – He's not really getting out of the pocket to make a play. I mean, he just looks pretty bad right now. Yeah, you know, uh, it's the Rams are a bad matchup for that that offense. I think they're a pretty athletic defense. They're they're good against the pass. They're good in space, and they can get after the the quarterback. So, uh, kind of just a bad matchup there. I think at this point, like you said, if if there was something more wrong with Kyler, they'd maybe be talking about shutting him down. I know that's probably the last thing they want to do, but uh, with a second-year quarterback that's your franchise, I think you probably need to be a little more careful. So, and I think better days will be ahead, but, you know, we said it last week, the rushing touchdowns have just inflated his value the whole season. So Mm -hmm. until he starts crossing the goal line with his legs – you're probably looking at the, you know, the, we have 18 fantasy points. That's, you know, that's kind of what he's going to put up. All right. So Greg Williams was fired earlier today by the New York Jets. Uh, just leaves you wondering when Adam Gase gets the boot. Um, uh, a lot of people are skeptical that the the New York Jets purposely lost that game, especially if you consider uh, <clears throat> the formation that Williams went with. However, Dan Orlovsky uh, had an interesting tweet where he compared it to a previous play that Williams ran when he was the defensive coordinator for the Browns a few years ago. Uh, he said it wasn't so much Williams trying to purposely lose with poor coverage and sending so many guys in a blitz, but it was more so arrogance than anything else that he just wouldn't like have everyone drop back and just break up a deep pass. Um, at the same time, like it's it's kind of by losing the game, he probably saves the Jets franchise for the next 12 plus years if they can still get the first pick and land Trevor Lawrence. So was Greg Williams fired for saving the franchise? Uh, it seems so. You know, uh, I, I don't think I, I'm on that same page. I don't think Williams necessarily thought, how do we give this game back to the Raiders? Uh, I, I think he just is that cocky of an individual that he thought, you know what? I, I know what I'm going to call here. Let's let's go all out blitz, uh, and I'm sure Adam Gase is on the the headset, like just kind of laughing to himself, like yeah yeah go ahead, uh, Greg, go ahead call that defense. Um, I think this also tells you though that Gase is not getting fired till the end of the year because uh, it probably would have been Williams as the interim head coach. So yeah. you're you're locked into. A few more weeks of Adam Gates, Jets fans. And- well, the good news is for Greg Williams that according to him, he had four head coaching job offers that he said he didn't even need to interview for. Right. And then he had 11 other interviews as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying with the, with the play call. Like, we, <laughs> like, we all watch hard knocks. You know, you, yeah. you, you know what the guy is, is about. <laughs> all right. Uh, Baker Mayfield is actually playing pretty well lately. Uh, the Browns are now 9-3. and three. 
they're mostly a run first team, but he had a huge first half on Sunday to the tune of four touchdown passes. Uh, can we be buying into this? Is this legitimate? Is he turning a corner and maybe taking that next step that we've kind of been waiting for him to do all year? Um, and would you stream him as a quarterback in the fantasy playoffs? I mean, talk about faking it till you make it. Uh, he was having a terrible start to the season and the team was winning. Now he looks like he's got a little swagger back. Uh, and, you know, the the coaching staff, the play calling has been a really good fit for him. They've managed him well. They've they've rebounded his confidence and, and will probably continue to do that. Uh, the, the improved offensive line, strong running game. These are all good things for a young quarterback. Um, now, yes, if you need a streamer, I think he's probably one of the top ones out there. Uh, just based on that they're, they are scoring. The matchups have been pretty mediocre and, and favorable and, and, and on the offensive side for them. But, uh, you know, he, he's getting he's getting points on the board. Uh, and, you know, you're you, you just like I said, you they, they've kind of snowballed into a team that that thinks they are good and may continue to play that way. You know, versus a team like the Eagles that isn't sure that they're very good and they just can't seem to win a game. All right, let's talk some big performances. The most notable one on Sunday was uh, Darren Waller. I think he had like 13 catches, 200 yards, two touchdowns. That was kind of uh, – the writing was on the wall for that one. The Jets are awful against opposing tight ends. Uh, Waller was bound to have a big game. Corey Davis also had a really strong day. Uh, he finished with 11 catches on 12 targets, 182 yards and a touchdown. Saw some other really good performances. Um, the chalky uh, – more expensive running backs didn't necessarily pay off. Dalvin Cook really needed overtime where they just yeah. continuously gave him the ball. Uh, quiet day from Derrick Henry. Uh, David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, guys that had really solid games. What uh, performance stood out to you the most? The Waller one is pretty intriguing. Yes, the matchup was was pretty cush, but when you think about that team as a whole, the Raiders, you know, they're, they're, our, they're offensive talent. Once you get out of the backfield, is is pretty, pretty narrow. You know, Henry Ruggs, yes, he's he's got explosive speed, but he's not a guy you're going to target heavily. Hunter Renfro, you know, he'll pop here and there underneath and, and have a game with a lot of targets. But then you know you got Nelson Aguilar and Zay Jones and Brian Edwards hasn't really been able to catch up to uh, you know his rookie year learning curve yet with with an injury early. So Darren Waller is it if if they need to throw the ball. He's the guy that's going to get it. And I think the Raider defense is starting to, to fall apart. You know, if the Jets hang 28 on you, uh, you know, you're in trouble. Um, so, uh, you know, that that's a, that's a big one for me. The Corey Davis one is pretty intriguing. Uh, the, the Titans defense continues to be bad. And yeah, they're, they're, terrible. They're, they're just going to have to keep chasing points. Yeah, you know, they... <laughs> What's so weird to me is that, like, I think we've seen the last few years, like, that's a defense that just gets better throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And I know they signed Jadavian Clowney and he's going to miss the rest of the season. But, you know, I knew that they were going to be bad to begin to start the year. I thought that they would just kind of, like, do what they always do and just, like, build that traje- trajectory and just get better as the season progresses. They're still really bad, which is kind of embarrassing because Mike Vrabel is a defensive-minded head coach. Right, and you know, like you said, they made some moves. Uh, when they got Clowney, I was pretty interested in them as as a second defense and like best balls and stuff, and well, that didn't pan out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's there seems like they're gonna have to throw the ball, which you know we talked last week. They're they're the matchups look good for Derrick Henry, but 
you know, so did kind of this week. We didn't expect the Browns to go out and put 41 points up. So, you know, uh, going to go back to them myself just to, to try and chase some some of my losses this week on them. But, uh, you know, I think I think Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, uh, we'll see what happens at tight end. Um, you know, it was the, the Michael Pruitt week, which – how did how did we not see that one coming? Um, <laughs> I mean, t- that second touchdown was pretty lucky. You know, he yeah. just collected the AJ Brown fumble. Yeah, right, right place, right time. Yeah, sometimes that's what you need in DFS—the ball to break your way. But uh, you know, I, I think that the, the offensive passing game and Ryan Tannehill probably score more points than the rushing attack. Uh, at least a few of the remaining weeks. All right, uh, week fourteen. What game are you looking forward to the most? There's some good ones in it next week. Much better yeah. than this past week. Yeah, got some exciting stuff on tap. Um, Titans, Jags, we just, you know, we talked about the Titans defense and the Jags defense just uh, continues to, to be a, a duct tape unit. They're, they're just hurting everywhere. Um, so, you know, two offenses that seem to be able to chase points and defenses that seem to allow it. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn into a AFC South snooze fest. But then Bronco, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Vikings, Buccaneers. You've got a you know, Vikings defense that had a pretty hard time containing Jacksonville last yeah. last week, um, and the Bucks coming off of a bye week. So uh, both of those, I, I think, could make nice stacks. I'm sure that game is going to have a real high total. It's down in Tampa, so you don't worry about Brady as much. So some good stuff uh, on tap. <laughs> it's I an afternoon that. game too. <laughs> yeah, uh. he, he can still make the. Uh, the early bird special, maybe. There are some really interesting storylines, though, because you could potentially get Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts at, uh-huh. <laughs> in 425. Sunday night game is lining up to be really good. It'll be Steelers uh, versus the Bills. Again, you feel bad for the Steelers because this is still technically a short week. Monday night is Cleveland and Baltimore, and Baltimore will be on a short week as well. So a lot of really, really good matchups this week. But, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck to you as the fantasy playoffs start. And uh, best of luck to the FA Nation.